All right. <laughs> Check, please. We have some announcements. First of all, I want to welcome uh, Lisa Chen, who is filling in for Liz this morning. Thank you very, very much for your playing for us. Amen. Yeah. And uh, I just saw Karen Wilson. She's back from Europe. So hi, Karen. <laughs> we, I would like to direct your attention to um, the bulletin in the, in the back here and some things here that I'd like for you to take a look at. Uh, first of all, we have uh, nominations. We'll be accepting nominations for council members. So drop them in the coffee container marked nominations for council. And it's fine to nominate yourself. We will talk with all nominees to see if they are willing to serve before publishing their name. So we would really appreciate your help. We have some people retiring after um, faithful service. So uh, if the Lord uh, moves you so, um, please, please do volunteer. Also, John Sconsing, his memorial service will be held on Saturday, December the 1st at 11 a.m. right here. And everybody is invited. So if I would appreciate you uh, being able to come and, and support the family and um, share memories of John and Leona um, with, their, with their family. as they, I don't know that they were one of the charter members, but they've been around a long, long time. So um, that would be wonderful if you could come. The 2019 calendars are here. Yay. Yeah, there's much rejoicing. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and <laughs> Thanks, Lee. And they're out on the uh, table there in the narthex. So I invite you to, to grab one of these. And if that stack gets runs, runs out, <clears throat> I have more over in the office. I have a more exciting news to announce. We have hired uh, a new office administrator, and she is right here. And will you just please stand up? I'm sorry, Ashley, but I'm, I'm going to do this. This is uh, Ashley Thompson, and um, she is delightful. And uh, please welcome her uh, at the sharing of the peace and coffee. I would also like to... Um, cast a vision to you. This is my vision, and I hope that you would join it. For me, or for when Liz is here, we are, we're working, I guess, if you, if you, if you could say, um, during worship. But oftentimes, uh, administrators, or, you know, not to be offensive, but secretaries, get hit up with things during worship service. And my vision, my opinion, my stance, my bossy way, ask my mom, she'd tell you I was bossy, was that you would not confront <laughs> the secretary on a worship day because she's here to worship too. That you would save it and send an email or drop a note during the week. Now, there are some times when these things can, you know, they come up. Now, all of a sudden, I sound like I'm doing law. I promise there will be gospel later on. But um, worship time, worship is, is for everyone. And this is uh, Ashley's worship time. It was Patty's uh, worship time when she was here, too. So if we could uh, go with the spirit of that, that would be great. I would really appreciate that. Now, I'm fair game. And Liz is, too. Okay, is there anything else? I don't have Ed here to, to tell me uh, if I've missed anything. Eldred, did I miss anything? Nothing? Not a thing? Okay. Advent. Carol, thank you very much. This happens to be the last Sunday of the church calendar year. We are on a three-year lectionary, but this is the last Sunday of the calendar year. So we start Advent this coming week, and on Wednesday, the 28th, we will have our first Advent uh, service. The service will be much like last year's. We will meet in the Fellowship Hall. We will have uh, some soup and some pizza. I need to talk to Bonnie about pizza, but I need to order some pizzas for Wednesday night. 
And um, so much for doing business during worship service, you know. Do as I say, not as I do. How about that? There you go. Because I said so. But um, so we're going to have, it's going to be set up as a round table. Pastor Chris Gallagher and I will be teaching it. It will be um, some instruction, but a lot of participation. I want it to be a familial, family style kind of event where we are going through scripture as it points us to the expectancy of the coming Lord. And our father used a little baby to save the world. And that's some exciting news. So join us on Wednesdays. We'll get started about 6 o'clock with some eats. And uh, then we will uh, study around starting around 6.30. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Oh, that's the advent you meant. Yes, in the narthex is the ladies' advent party, okay? And um, there's a sign up there. I saw one name so far, so I know that, uh, it, but sign up, okay, ladies? Thanks, Carol. Sorry about that. Hard to get good help around here. Okay, I think that's it. Uh, Christmas poinsettias, that's important. There's a sign up there, and I'll let you read the rest of these, and let us stand and let us sing as unto the Lord. Our opening hymn is God of Grace, God of Glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us of all righteousness. Let us confess our sins to God, our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, 
Let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. <clears throat> this is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. He is Christ, the Lamb who was slain. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you so govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit that ever mindful of your glorious return, we may persevere in both faith and holiness of living. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 51, verses 4 through 6, and this can be found in your pew Bible on page 1142. Isaiah chapter 51, verses 4 through 6. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, my nation. Instruction will go out from me. My justice will become a light to the nations. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way, and my arm will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look to me and wait in hope for my arm. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Look at the earth beneath. The heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment, and its inhabitants die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. Now we will read Psalm 93 responsively, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 93. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established, firm and secure. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. The seas have lifted up, Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters. Mightier than the breakers of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Your statutes, Lord, stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. The third reading is from the book of Jude, verses 20 through 25, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1910. We don't often read Jude. It's the next to the last book of the Bible. It's very short, one chapter, 25 verses. Jude is the brother of Jesus and James. And he gives a warning to all Christian churches at the time. Jude 20 through 25. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. 
To others show mercy, mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading this morning is from St. Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 37, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1578. Glory to you, Lord. St. Mark 13, 24 through 37. But in those days following that distress, the sun will be darkened. And the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. And the heavenly bodies will be shaken. And at that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. And even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Now truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words, they shall never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and he puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned tasks. And he tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you, you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. He comes suddenly. Do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Warnings. Warning signs. We have them all around us today and over the last few weeks we've been hearing through the gospel warnings. Has anyone seen the flashing 
lights down here on Magnolia, just short of the 405. What dates are the, is that uh, on and off ramp going to be shut down in December? Did I hear? It's uh, 17th and the 18th, or the 18th and the 19th. How about that for paying attention to warnings, huh? I know it's coming, but I don't really know where. It goes blink, 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 and I'm just trying not to hit it or anyone else, you know. We get warning signs all over the place, yet we don't pay attention. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. And Jesus' word is no different. All along, we are hearing about man and man-made things and what man makes breaks. What man makes breaks. We go, last week, oh my goodness, Jesus, look at how beautiful. Oh, these stones and, and, and the gold. and Oh my goodness, isn't this a beautiful temple? You remember what he said. There'll be a time when not one of these stones is standing on top of another. Not one. What man makes breaks. Yep. We got an awful lot of faith in ourselves, don't we? This world, we've got it all figured out. We uh, have a lot of, of us believe in our own intellect. That's our faith. Our faith is in what we know listening to Jay Vernon McGee this morning. Just so happened, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I should throw that in. I wasn't planning on it, but I'm gonna. He was talking about men and their wisdom. But did you know, of course you did, anyone here who has been a child or has raised a child knows that little human creatures are not able to take care of themselves after they're born, are they? Mm -mm. In fact, some little human creatures can't take care of themselves when they're in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Right? But God's creatures, many of them, as soon as they're born, can fend for themselves. In the Bible, it talks about asps. You know, the, the snake is born, it, it comes out of, its, out of the uh, egg there, and they're gone. I don't need mama or daddy to provide for them. And there's several other creatures that God has created that straight out of the get-go, they can take care of themselves. They understand the most basic rules of life and how to survive. I guess the point that I took from J. Vernon McGee was that don't think so much of yourself, kid. As a child, you couldn't fend for yourself. As an adult, you're mostly okay. But don't lean so much on your understanding that you think that all of the rocks that you have built are going to stand upon themselves. In other words, humble up. And this is what Jesus is pointing us to today. Today is also uh, known as the Reign of Christ Sunday, where we're being pointed to that his reign will last forever. The Isaiah reading was pointing to Jesus, and it said, My salvation will last forever. Forever. What Jesus makes doesn't break. Forever. The last part of our gospel this morning, Jesus says, my words will never pass away. So we know and we can come into agreement that the world will not last forever. He tells us. It's foreboding. In those last days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. That's kind of scary. It's really scary if you're not clothed in Christ. It's really scary if you're not written in the book of life. We talked about that last week. But it's coming. It is also fascinating to me that man in his wisdom, man in his intellect, thinks that he can put off, that he can change what is coming. Jesus is telling me 
and telling you in Scripture that what we see here today will not last. Can I get an amen? It'll be, it'll be burnt up in fire. Can I get an amen? It's not going to last. Amen? So if I drive a Prius or I put solar on my house and I stop wasting or, 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 or polluting, that am I going to add anything to the time of this earth? Probably not. Because that is a date that we will not be late for, just like our own death. You're going to be late for a lot of appointments in life. But the day that you get called home, you're going to be right on time. Now, before anyone here or listening to this thinks that I'm advocating not uh, renewable energy and all these things, I'm just saying, no, I think those are all good things. I think that we should take care of this earth that we have been given, that we have, we're supposed to be good stewards of. So I'm certainly not saying that. I'm saying that the holier-than-thou type of an attitude that somebody might get by, I drive an electric car and you drive a polluting car. Well, <clears throat> I would say your electric car burns coal. Where did electricity come from? Oh, man, I'm really doubling down on that. I apologize if uh, this offends you, but what I'm saying is, is it's silly to think that we are going to somehow postpone what is coming, and what is coming is the total destruction of this world, the total destruction of this world, and a new heaven and a new kingdom is coming. But the lights are going out, Pastor Ken. You're right. The sun will turn dark in the tribulation and the stars will not give any more light. But in the new heaven and in the new kingdom that God promises, he is the light. His son is the light. No batteries. No generators. This is what is coming. The end times, the light is gone. The last, the prelude was shown to this, the the. John, help me out. What do you call it when you see uh, a, a new movie's coming out and they give you the little bitty piece? A what? Trailer? A trailer. Okay, so the trailer to what is coming was given to us a couple of times in the Holy Bible. Talking about darkness. The ninth plague in Exodus, Exodus 10, 21, and 23. Do you remember what the, the ninth? It was darkness. Darkness came. Darkness came. Three days of dark, and it was preceded by the Passover, Exodus 12, 12, the Passover. How about Jesus on the cross, another trailer, another prelude, Jesus on the cross at noon till three, it was dark. Noon to three, it was dark. This is a sign of judgment that God has given us preludes to. A sign of judgment over man's sin. And Jesus' work on the cross shows us that that son's death is the covering under which the slaves to sin, you and me, slaves to sin, are covered by his blood covering under which we are set free. St. Jude and Jesus warn us to be devoted in prayer. We know that we are not getting into heaven by works, right? Works do not give us entry. It was sufficient what he did. Christ and him crucified is what we proclaim here. It's not Christ plus my works. Works flow out of the one who is saved. But works aren't a demand by him in order for entrance into the heavenly realm. The Holy Spirit 
has created in you and in me and sustained a saving faith. The Holy Spirit has created and he maintains, he sustains faith in you, a gift. And how is that faith strengthened? Luther, we had solas, right? Sola Scriptura. Right? Hearing the word increases faith. The sacrament of baptism gives us that faith. The Holy Spirit came upon us in that. Now, here's the thing earlier I said, this is a fearsome time with the lights going out and the sun not shining and all these terrible things that are happening. There's a lot of terrible things coming right now, happening to us right now, our own tribulation. Families. Disease. War. Rumors of war, earthquakes, fires. We're going to have a pretty good winter, apparently, coming upon us. How do we get through that? The fearsomeness of that. Well, for those people that are written in the book, for those people, his people, we can be sure of our salvation regardless, no matter what, no matter how fearsome the last days are. Our last days. Our last moments. And the encouragement is from St. Jude as well. Be ready. Be watchful. Be devoted. Be in the word. Be in prayer. A common theme that I see with people that are about ready to transition over to be face-to-face -face with Jesus is this. I have never heard one of them say, I wish I hadn't spent so much time at church. Not one of them has said, gee, I wish I hadn't spent so much time in prayer. The fig tree. Jesus tells us about the fig tree. It's a proverb for the passing of seasons. The leaves of the fig tree are gone in the fall. And then the leaves, we know, come back. And it's signaling warm weather coming. As a kid, loved to interview each one of you. How could you tell when the seasons were changing? What things did you see in your world that, that signaled to you that the seasons were changing? I lived in, in grew up in, in Northern California. For the signal for me for the season was changing was a letter from the school district that said that school started September the But before all that happened, we would look at things. My family, my kin are, are, are farmers. So my grandpa could tell. I have a friend down here, you know him, Pastor Chris. He's a surfer. And he could tell the difference in the, in the seasons coming by the way that the swell is coming. When the swell is coming from the south, he knows that winter is approaching. Maybe I switch that back. I'm not a surfer. The swell comes from the north. Those are the cold water. He hates that. I remember that part of it. The, the, when the swells start coming down this way, uh, I think I might have messed up. Anyone surf here? No? Are you kidding me? Here we are right by Huntington Beach. And Okay, Sean, help me out. In the wintertime, the swell comes from the south, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that doesn't make for really great surfing sometimes, does it? The southy uh, swell? Oh, it's absolutely excellent. That's why I don't surf. The Santa Anas. Okay. All right, Bob has a little something there, too. We'll talk afterwards. We can't do this forever, but what was that, Bob? Okay. The other part of, that we know that the seasons are changing for some of us, hey, it's dove season. <laughs> September, yay. Now I'm really digging in it. I'm uh, going after environmentalists and, and, and advocating hunting. 
And then some of us rely on the calendar, which I did mention we have lovely calendars out in the narthex for you to take. But the seasons are coming, and we know that from this, 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 this parable of the, of the uh, or proverb of the, of the fig tree, and, and, and Jesus is pointing to something that everybody knew, and then fig trees have two harvests each year, and so they know after the second harvest, whoa, you know, it's, it, it's over. Now, the fig leaves don't have any power in them, do they? They're not special. They're just leaves. But they're arrows pointing to us. Just beware. It's going to get warm. It's, it's like this thing that's flashing that I don't know if it's 12, 18, and 19 is going to be closed. But I'll find out because I'll go up there the day that that on-ramp is closed. And you know what's even worse than that? I'll be upset. And they've been warning me for two months. And Jesus says... Guys, this generation will not pass. He's talking about 70 A.D., this abomination that's going to happen. They're going to tear down their temple. Remember the one that's so beautiful? So he tells them it's going to happen. They're like, right. In 70 A.D., it gets torn down, doesn't it? Romans come in, and they rip it apart. Seems to me I heard somebody tell me about that. Yeah, it was the Lord Jesus Christ. And that'll be no different for this day. People listening to this message, not in this church, but people go, come on, pastor. My job is to tell you that it's coming. Your last day is coming. This world is not built to last. And you need to be ready. You need to watch. That's what he said. Watch. Because we don't know when he's coming back. Does anyone think he's coming back in the next, say, 10 seconds? I mean, honestly, no. But he could. Are you ready? I'm going to answer it for you. You are ready. How do you know, Ken? Well, I'll tell you how I know. I'm going back to this baptismal font. Yes, I can dip my hand in there. Lisa, I do this often. But in your baptism, you were clothed by Christ. And you received the Holy Spirit. You were made ready then. And on that cross that he worked the perfect work and he shed his blood for you and for me, for the forgiveness of sins, for all who would believe. You were made ready then. Anyone ask you, when were you born again? 33 AD. That's when I was born again and you were too. That's the day that he died for me. That's the day that my salvation and your salvation was forever secured. So I just told you about a bunch of warning blinky lights. And this is where I'm going to come close to commingling law and gospel. What do I do, pastor? Keep doing what you're doing. He chose you. Stay in prayer. Come to church. Read your Bible. Come alongside people and love your neighbor. Point him to Jesus, but don't push. In the name of Jesus, amen. call an audible here. Um, would it be all right if we sang during the hymn of the day? If we, if, we, if we sat while we sang during the hymn of the day? Um, I don't, when I, when I grew up as a kid and where I came from at Lutheran Church of the Cross down there, this was the one time we got to sit. 
And, and I'm thinking, man, you guys are tough. And, and, and it's like, everyone starts sitting. I'm like, no, 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 I've just been standing. And you can just sit and sing this. Is that all right? Can we do that today? Okay. Will you now please stand? Let us all together in concord state our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, you have revealed through created things destined for destruction, a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. And in these gray and latter days, set the hearts of your baptized children on what lasts. And help us to be a people who truly wait with anticipation for the glorious appearing of Christ the King, Lord, in your mercy, kind and merciful one, your son came into the world to bear witness to the truth. Open the mouths of all servants of your word and enable them to speak truly and boldly of Jesus and how he has loved us and freed us from our sins by his blood. Raise up ever new workers to spread your word and speak your promises, Lord, in your mercy. Omnipotent one, your son is truly the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Remember in your mercy our president and Congress and all who bear office in our land Lord, give them wisdom to know what is right, courage to follow it, and integrity to do so in honor. Lord, in your mercy. Now, ancient of days, you, have, you know the secret of our hearts. Give to us genuine repentance and faith that we may live ever mindful of your day of judgment, knowing that you alone can keep us from stumbling and present us blameless before the presence of your glory with great joy. Lord, in your mercy. In the midst of heaven and earth that pass away, we beg you, Father, to strengthen by the words that will never pass away all who are in any affliction or trouble, heartache or pain, and particularly with your servants, Ken Baden and his son, who are worshiping with us this morning. Father, we ask that you remove from them all fear and help them to look forward to their full and final healing at the appearing of your son, Lord, in your mercy. Father of glory, 
in your son's Eucharist, he invites us to taste and to see his goodness and love. Prepare our hearts to welcome him as he comes to us in his most holy body and blood. By this sacred gift, grant us the joy of forgiveness, the peace of his presence, and the hope of beholding our king's glory in the age to come. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Receive our thanks and praise for all those who have died in the faith and bring us to share with them in the splendors of the new heaven and the new earth. Lord, in your mercy. And to your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you please stand? Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. And dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, Lord, Holy Father. Through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, he opened up to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and we join their unending hymn. Holy,
in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death and resurrection and triumphant coming again in glory. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ taught to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God's table is prepared for those who believe, for those who are written in the book, for those who are baptized and confessing believers of Jesus Christ as being Lord and Savior. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward.
Well, will you please stand? It was a good day today. I want to thank you. Thank you so very much. Beautiful playing. Touched our hearts. Thank you for that beautiful gift to us. My hope is that that you found some peace and encouragement today. Even though it was a hard lesson about doom and in horrible times. But if you cling to the fact that his salvation is forever and his word lasts forever and therefore his mercy and his grace that you're covered in lasts forever that when those times come, and we know it's when, that you'll find comfort in that, to meet it and not despair. Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And this is beautiful choosing as well. Shine, Jesus, shine, that light that shines.